Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's sexy though. I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad from work. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Chua. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome again to another episode of Your Unpaid Therapist. I am Valerie Ortiz. Hi, you guys know me. I'm Ali Kona Bradford. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you do know us. If you don't, uh, welcome. Okay. <laughs> and if you're not watching this video, you need to because Ali Kona just pointed her foot all nice like the professional Develop dance. Hey. There you oh, you're going to have them feet, people. Oh, you're going to have them feet, people, no! bro. Right. And of course, joining us, uh, we have Matt Marr, and Hello. he is our Hi. actual therapist, but friend, oh. extraordinary comedian, all the things because I just you live make in the alley fun. at this point. <laughs> um, and today's episode, you know, it really started out with um, both of our dogs passed away, and like life was happening, and Ali Kona and I had conversations about healing and things like that. So, um, we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that, and you know, get obviously your take on some things that we chatted about, uh, Matt. But before we start, of course, we always start with our never have I ever. Yeah. So you yeah, go first, Mama Sita. Pass, pass. Okay, let's see here. Whoa. And so what we do is we, and as you like pick your card, we each like write a bunch of never have I ever's and then we, you know, glue them and whatever. And we don't know what's going to come up. So some of them I wrote, some of them I yeah. kind of wrote. And so. you wrote them a while ago. So right. like you just did I it. I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay, so never have I ever gone streaking or skinny dipping. No. No. Really? Really? Whoa, 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 people, why are we so shocked? Because you, the last episode, we talked about all your adventures and sneaking into yes, water parks. Yes. Like, what? She's a little modest, okay? Oh. I see, okay. Could you imagine being arrested naked? Wait, but what's, it's streaky, or what's the other one? Or skinny dipping. Skinny dipping. Uh, okay, but that's a fish that's... would see me naked. Oh, oh they're naked too, though. I know, but they could just walk up and be like, boop, boop. Nipple. <laughs> oh, this is funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Anyone else? The Mr. Really? I mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever skinny dipped in the ocean. Um, but a pool. Um Hey, I'm not mad at sex in a pool. You're you feel light. They can just splash you around everywhere. There's no way. Wait, hold on. You're not afraid of like chlorine getting into places. It's no, not so you do it in a saltwater pool. Oh, do it in natural pool. That's what. That's the best. I don't know. I really wasn't thinking about chlorine. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was, yeah, but I, was I did like, streaking I in high school. Honestly, oh. I was like in high school. Really? Oh, this is honestly. Exciting. I look back, kind of like probably somebody, a guy I had a crush on, uh -huh. and I think. I don't know if he had a crush on me. Maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah. That it, is, I've only seen that on TV. So to know someone who's actually done it is really Like at exciting. parties and stuff, we would get drunk and we'd be like, we would both run in the middle of the party and be like, Wah! run through the party <laughs> with like 30 of our friends. Like all my high school friends saw me naked. That oh. is funny. Then, and then we jump into the pool. So we did it both at the same time. That is Two for one. What about you? <laughs> Definitely no streaking. Like, absolutely no way. Um, 
but skinny dipping for sure in pools and ocean and it's just so liberating i mean not with a lot of people just with like my person but yeah it's so nice and you said the chlorine thing but like whether you have clothes or not there's water water's gonna no but he was talking about having sex oh you said so (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true but yeah i don't think if you're in that headspace you're worried about that kind of a thing well yeah you know yeah Yeah, it's probably not what you're thinking about okay that is so funny i'm so surprised there's a no and i'm a little disappointed oh okay well you go ahead and pick excuse me I'm going to put that on your bucket list for your for you. Can oh. can other people add to your bucket list? No. <laughs> I mean, like, before you die, I'm going to ask I, Now you. I want to swim naked in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Have you done in the ocean yes. before? See, I have. Now I will add yeah, that. Yeah, because that's nice. Okay. Oh, uh, hold on. Never have I ever gotten caught talking shit about my parents by my parents. No, I don't. I haven't. I don't really talk shit about my parents. One, and they ever haven't caught me talking shit about them yeah no 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 yeah i don't know i mean maybe now as an adult like we talk about things about our childhood or things that we were like maybe they could have done this better but not like as a teenager like mama such an asshole she wouldn't let me go out and play today yeah and then she comes I mean, out okay? i am grateful that we did not ha- i am grateful that i did not have a cell phone in high school oh. middle school that i didn't have because i'm like what they call it's um not a millennial, but not Gen X. They call us like zillennials. Really? Where there's like a little gap between like people born between like 78 and like 82 or something like that. Where like we didn't have, we didn't have an email address in high school. Mm-hmm. We Most of us didn't even have it through most of college. So it wasn't until like end of college. I think my last year of college where I got my first cell phone and got an email address. <laughs> like Aww. we didn't use any of that. And, yeah. and so it was just a different... It was a different type of thing. Like I remember in college, you would say, hey, I'm going to meet you at the yard at four o'clock and you would just know you have to show up. Yeah. So, but the shit I would have said about my parents and I'm bad <laughs> about texting the wrong person. Oh, so that's the worst. I would have totally like been texting, you know, my friend, my, my dad, da, 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 and then suddenly I hear Matthew and then my dad going, what? <laughs> so what about you? No. Oh, but I, this one time. Okay, you guys, I was playing Barbies with my friend and uh, Barbie was like, you know, oops, doing this. And Ken had his arms straight out and accidentally Ken's hand touched Barbie's crotch. And I was like, ha, 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 and I turned around and my mom was behind me. I was like, oh. And so wait a minute. That's not like, shit talking, but that was for me. Your mom like, would, what, what kind of reaction would she have had? I don't remember. I mean, she was just, I had a friend over, so it's not like she'd be like, honey, we need to talk. Okay. And I don't, I didn't think it was sexual, like, yeah, dirty, but, but for just whatever like, reason, you're li- the little girl you knew, like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom's yeah. going to be yeah. mad. That's so funny. Anyways. Okay. I think you have well, the last card. Yes, oh, yes, okay, yes. Okay, 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 Um, Keep I'm it rolling pick, with the homies. I'm going to pick mm, this one. Right, okay. Taken? Have you ever taken weight loss pills? No, I have not. I have not. I have. You know when the hydroxy cut thing oh, was like, oh, yeah, like yeah. popular. Like I totally tried it, um, and I, I nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And I'm I'm thinking now, like, because you know it's like boost of energy, yeah, yeah. And like caffeine, blah blah blah. Um, 
Yeah. I, mean, I had a lot of friends take it. Like, I don't know if it's hydroxycut, but there was one that everybody was taking. Yeah, that's and the it, one I did. It completely just made them all crap their pants. Oh! It was like one of the, it like took like oil from your body. So I, oh, it was God. bad news. That's hilarious. No, mine was, I, I don't know. It was like a, it was literally, it was the hydroxycut when that was a whole thing, but that's maybe it. more energetic. What did you do? Me and my friend Wendy, I'll call you out. No, um, anything my friend Sarah, when we were in high school, we're so stupid. We found out that there's a, um ingredient called olenic acid. And those of you who are nutritionists and scientists are going to think, she, this, this heifer is dumb. But I was in high school. This heifer as in me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... They, supposedly olenic acid may it was a not a diuretic but the other thing like it, and you wouldn't lose like you'd lose weight if you mm. took it and we discovered that olenic acid was in pringles so we'd be eating all these potato chips wow. like we're gonna get stupid you guys wow. yeah, yeah that didn't, wow. it didn't work didn't work dang that reminds me of um <laughs> what's the uh mean girls <laughs> oh yeah with the, the candy yeah. bar the yeah, yeah. Bar. oh my gosh that's so bad <laughs> Yeah, okay. I love it. Well, and okay. also, I just actually remembered that before we start, um, oh, Frank, yes, um, Frank does our lighting, our set direct, decorating, all the things. He's our our, our flowers. flowers. Yeah, it, it, literally all the things. Um, and he we brought us gifts. little gifts. Yeah, we're open the paper open. away from the mic, though. Oh, well, guys, you're the, gonna, ASMR, right? If you hear yeah, the paper, they like it. Ooh, yeah. it sounds tissue good. paper. You are you are trying to get people Ooh. on your OnlyFans between your. Feet and your paper today. <laughs> Our Patreon account is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, oh that's a pretty. Oh, I love the pink mug. So, for those of you who can't see, these are some adorable mugs that go with our like colors. It's pink. It says our name on it. Super Thank cute. That's really sweet. Thank you. That's so cute. Just knew that something was happening. So, <laughs> I, um, I don't want to be left out here, so um, here I'll help you. It doesn't have my name on, but it's pink. I'm at least in the pink yes. mod club. Yes, Frank <laughs> took care of me. Cute. Cheers, oh. cheers, cheers, cheers. Very cheers. sweet. Michael's back there. Very sweet. guy like no. Um, okay, so going back to the healing, I found this quote. Y'all know I'm all about these quotes. Mm. Um, when I write it down and I remember, but I wanted to start with this one that I read. Um, because it kind of also talks about really just why I wanted to do this podcast in general. But um, the quote says, I show my scars so that others know they can heal. And that just super, it resonated with me because um, sometimes people are like, oh, like, why are you so open? Or, or some people are super private about the things that they go through or um, just, you know, private or trauma in their life and da 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 which I respect, but I, I think one of the main reasons we wanted to do this podcast too was to show those scars so people can look at us or, and not that we're going to like teach anything, but you will. <laughs> Matt, Matt will definitely give us um, some words of wisdom, but just to be like, oh, I'm not alone. Like mm -hmm. this has happened to this person too. Like I can relate. Um, so yeah, that, that is the quote. And, um, so basically, what you were saying. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go, go for it. No, I was gonna say we're. Uh, this all started because, um, like you said, we were having a conversation on the phone about healing and just certain things coming up for both of us. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as having a situation, and you can talk about if you want to talk about the thoughts that we mentioned yesterday. This sounds like so code. I'm sorry, but uh, I was saying certain things of 
my childhood, like just randomly coming up. Where I was like, oh, I thought I was healed from that. But maybe I'm not like I did so much work on it. And then some mm. instance happened where I may have had a gut reaction to behave a certain way and go, "Ooh, that's mm -mm, that's not right. So like one of our questions, even like to you is like, how do you maybe even where do you start? But then how do you know when you've healed? Is that like an that never happens, right? Like you're constantly working. Hello, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. But guess what? Even though you're listening, you could be watching too. And how do you do that? Subscribe to our Patreon. We have tons of perks there, including the opportunity to help co-host the show, suggest topics, and even if you never have I ever. So plus, we drop some episodes early. So check us out on Patreon. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your show. Back to the podcast. I think, um, you know, you you have to remember that um, that trauma, things that happen to you, and I say the word trauma loosely because it could be, or events that because sometimes they're not necessarily trauma or tr really traumatic, but still kind of pinpoints in your life of of things that have happened to you. You have to remember that. Those things that the actual thing that happened are, yes, that's in your past. The emotions that are associated with it are tides that ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a good way to kind of conceptualize because we think sometimes when we have a strong emotion about something past traumatic, we feel like every time we think about that thing or that thing is remembered that we're not going to forget that it's always going to have this cloud around it or a heavy feeling. But there are, but with therapy and things like that, I think, just, so I think just remembering that that overwhelming feeling isn't final is helpful. Um, at least that's been helpful for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, it depends on what the trauma is. Obviously, if it's something really traumatic, but I think that you want to do that with a professional. But for like little things, like you're talking like, oh, I thought inner child heal from that kind of stuff. It could be, um, I don't know if we ever fully, I, I feel like the word healed is a loaded word, kind of mm. like the word happy. Ooh, mm. Okay. Because what is happy, it makes us, we kind of have related that being happy is a state that we kind of want to like ascend to. We want to get to happy. But again, all emotions ebb and flow. Happiness mm. is going, it's going to, you know, time is your friend. So it, and so with that, if happiness is that way and then healed is, um, what is healed? That's a different thing for a lot of people. Right. So what let me sense? put it to you this way. Okay. Cause I've even had thoughts like this, like say you're a child and you grow up with some sort of trauma, whether it's uh, abuse or sexual assault or mm -hmm. what have you. And that is not something you bring upon yourself. Somebody obviously does it to you. Mm -hmm. But then when you're an adult or teenager or what have you, is it like, am I like now just kind of stuck with like, I had the unfortunate luck and now I'm just fucked up for the rest of my life. Even if I heal from it, I'll always have that little remain remaining neural connection in my brain that's going to cause me to always operate out of fight, flight or shoot. Fight or flight. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Fight, flight or freeze. I don't think so. Um, I, th I think that you can work. You can work on those things to where um, obviously you can look at something and say, "I hate that that happened to that. I hate that happened to the child. I hate that that happened to me." Um, but also having um, sometimes you can walk away from the gratitude of what how 
how that that changed you as a person, but also is there not grateful that it happened, but grateful that you were able to overcome that, grateful that you were able to adapt to that, and how mm-hmm. did that help your resilience now? Would you be as resilient if you hadn't been able to experience that trauma and then come out on the other side of it? Mm, yeah, we were talking about that last night. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And I I think looking back and just from what just past experiences of breakups and divorce um and loss um and looking back and being like dang i did go through all of that um but what i was sharing with ali kona um the other day is um just kind of a fun random story and my brother (laughs) and my best friend shiloh would be super proud but um so i i did a a gummy and Mm -hmm. and shiloh had always said like, oh, I don't mess with edibles because they, you know, they make me paranoid or whatever. Never experienced that in my life. I don't really smoke. I've tried it. Um, It hurts my throat. So I'd rather. I don't um, like smoking either. Yeah. But I'm like, if I could um, have, you know, a little gummy or something, the one I had is like a Sour Patch Kid. Delicious. Um, Then, yeah, I'm going to try that. And so I did it. I hadn't done it in a long time. And actually, I did a Rice Krispie treat. And Mm -hmm. I, and it made me paranoid and it, not the whole time, but I had that experience. And then all these fears and like past stuff started coming up. And like, I started remembering certain things and I was like, and it, it, it's such a funny feeling if you've never gotten high <laughs> or, or drunk, like Ali Conner, you know, you've never mm-hmm. experienced that. And as an artist, like it's such a funny thing. Cause as it's happening, um, and I, I've had conversations like this with my brother, um, plenty of times but you're you're like outside looking in talking to yourself knowing that you're talking to yourself as this almost like as another person having other thoughts and you're like oh you're having this thought about the past and oh that you're paranoid this is what happens when you're paranoid oh and it's such a funny little watching yourself yeah you're absolutely watching yourself Mm -hmm. so a hundred percent after that and i'm thinking about shiloh like oh this is why shiloh doesn't do this anymore (laughs) it's like just so funny and i was like oh i thought i was healed things that happened you know 15 plus years ago not that like it made me feel like i didn't cry or it wasn't anything like that but the magnitude that it came up was something i would have never expected and so i was like this is really interesting. Um, and and I brought this up to Ali Kona. I was like, I I wouldn't have expected that. And it just made me think like, huh, you have more healing to do. And mm. and maybe not, but maybe, but it's maybe what you were saying of just like it's still back there. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, fascinating experience. And and Ali Kona's like, mm, I don't know what we're talking Actually, about. Yeah. Like I, I mean, you can't forget it. Because yeah. if you if you can if you were able to you know take a take a gummy or whatever and, and completely forget it, then you also probably would forget the coping skills you developed because of it. Right. You know, so it's yeah. gonna have um so there's in a way, at least I look back on some of my past trauma and go and I do have a gratitude for it of man, I'm glad that I'm not glad that that happened. I'm but I'm glad I learned mm-hmm. about this in my life of how to do this because now I I do that so much more because as far as like setting a boundary yes. or um or for you know for instance of not of uh, making sure like when I'm teaching or I'm working with youth or things like that I'm really mindful about how do I set a good framework so that way everyone feels safe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought about that before so it having those type of 
um, those coping skills. I'm 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 grateful for what I've developed. Yeah. But yeah, if you forgot it, but it's it's um I don't I, I yeah I just don't know if we're ever again. I think the question to ask like if you start on how do we heal is what would he what would being he, healed look like for me. Mm-hmm. What would, how would I show up in the world when I got up in the day, if I wasn't healed, what would it look like my day? And then what would I look like if I was healed? What would that look like? Cause I also think sometimes we, you might stop and say, well, but I'm, I don't think I'm healed from this, but I'm getting up. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a taking care of my kids. I'm married to my, my, my spouse and we're doing our thing. We're trying to make it work. We ha- we're happy together. We have, our kids are healthy. They're involved. We, and then you might go, wait a minute. Maybe I am healed. Right. Maybe this is healed. Mm-hmm. The boundaries um, thing is huge. I think having experiences or even in, in thinking that, like kind of going through things that you've gone through in the past or if it comes back up now, same situation or slightly different either way, you're like, ah, oh, you know, three years ago, I would have X, Y, or Z. Now I was able to insert, you know, growth or your, you know, coping mechanisms now or your boundary Mm -hmm. that you set to make that situation different for yourself. Um, Another quote that I love is uh, that I ran into. It says, to heal is to touch with love that which we previously touched with fear. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, That's very, I will say I've done... I have a meditation teacher. Um, I started doing that this year. And so we've been doing meditations and um, the meditation I've been doing is called a loving kindness meditation where you where you kind of, you send, you go through different stages, but you send loving and kindness to strangers, to people, mm-hmm. to yourself. And so I also think there is though um, a great way to start healing, especially with childhood trauma is um, and again, I want to preface and say for any like sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, a lot of this should be with a therapist mm-hmm. or some. And there's, uh, I'm blanking on the word. When I was in school, we they weren't using a lot for trauma, but the tapping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's, I was just introduced to that's that. That's supposed to be very helpful. Um, I'm that is. That is interesting. I'm totally forgetting what it's called. but um, Elaborate really quick. If somebody is not familiar because they just heard you say tapping. But can you allow? I don't even know the technique okay. because whenever I was in, it's like an energy movement yeah, thing. It's yeah, a, yeah, somatic, somatic is like somatic experience trauma. I know very little about it because when I was in therapy, it was a little, or in school that we did a little bit more of the old school way of it was starting to shift. But it used to be that you would go to a therapist and kind of talk about the trauma and retell the story and sometimes tell it over and over. And we uh-huh. learn now. That for a lot of people, that just makes the trauma worse. Right? Worse. Yeah. For some people, that. it doesn't, but right. for some people, it does, or a lot of people, it does. So, again, I want to say you want to do something like that with a professional for sure. I've done that before. And I, again, I can't elaborate, but it is something where you're hitting certain points like repetitively on your forehead, but you're giving yourself like a, a um, almost like an affirmation, mm-hmm. if you will. So it's almost, it's, an attempt to reprogram mm-hmm. the brain and it's different parts of your body uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah it's not just your head right? i wanted to um bring up because we talked about this last night that um i didn't know this but i was like oh have you done therapy and and you haven't Mm-mm. but you said but you're you practice a lot of affirmations and you meditate every single day so um you know for some people who can't afford therapy who are maybe nervous about it on how to find a therapist whatever whatever 
I, what do you practice that has helped you? So the first thing that I did, and I wasn't consciously doing it to be therapeutic, but when I was in college, uh, long story short, I was on the verge of graduating and I needed this upper division class and I couldn't find anything except for counseling. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is cool. And it was uh, drug addiction behavior and se human sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you, I learned so much in that human sexual behavior class, more than I learned in my entire college career, oh, you whoa. guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, but that's another episode. But in the addiction class, I took it specifically, be well, I needed the credit, but uh, my father was an alcoholic for majority of my life. And so I wanted to understand him better, but they also cover children of alcoholics and alcoholism. So even just understanding the behavior and making the connection and going, oh, wait, okay, so his behavior was not him. I associated that specifically with him and his personality, but come to find out that is across the board, how the body reacts and causes a person to be, whether, you know, the mood swings, the this and the, the that. disease of alcohol. Yeah, and yeah. so it allowed me first to um, understand so I could heal a little bit more and, and not take it personally. And then after I did that, then I went on my journey of reading a lot of books, Louise Hay, like healing the child within, which came with a, so again, if you don't, if you are private and you don't want to do it out loud or you don't feel comfortable or you just don't have the budget, like at the time I didn't have the budget. I was just mm -hmm. got out Therapy's of college. Yeah. And I don't think I had insurance at the time. I moved out mm -hmm. here as a dancer, you guys, uh, but stuff that has workbooks. So you're writing down your thoughts and, um, yeah, I did a lot of reading and then I got into meditation. And so, mm -hmm. um, and I've done, I told Val, like I did one 30 minute session with somebody and I was like, mm, this is not, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't know. I don't like this, mm -hmm. but that was, you know, that specific person, person. that I didn't mm -hmm. care for. So it was like, which oh. that's a process too, is just yeah. finding somebody you connect with or for whatever reason. I mean, I'm all, of, and we've talked about this matter of word, energy and just feeling safe. And I feel like mm -hmm. that. That's just, it just, it's not, it doesn't come easy, you know, with just anybody. Right. Um, no, so. I think forgiveness too is such a big part of, mm -hmm. of that healing because mm -hmm. I, I, I might've said this on one of the other shows, but I say it a lot. It's that quote Oprah says about forgiveness, that forgiveness is actually not about the other person. It's about letting go that the past could have been any different. Mm-hmm. That, mm. you know, that, that hope. Yeah. And I think that's a part of when something happens to you when you're younger, you that happens to a lot of children at alcoholics. They blame themselves and think, well, there was something I did for my father or my mother to act mm -hmm. that way. Because again, they think it's the person and mm -hmm. not understanding the disease. So I think you really hit it on the head. If you're experienced trauma with someone that's dealing with either mental illness or physical illness or a, addiction, it really helps you to learn about that disease mm -hmm. because then you recognize oh it wasn't just me it, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't the only singular person went through this this is millions millions of people go through this and it's like you said i'm checking the same boxes that all these other people mm -hmm. have checked but it did and i don't know if we, you and i talked about this i think we did talk about this last night but when i did take that class and they were talking about the children of alcoholics i remember being so angry because and i wrote about this you guys in a script recently um there's a list of 15 characteristics of children of alcoholics and i was like oh wait that's a thing like i thought the problem was just the alcoholic but then i was 13 out of the 15 things on the list of mm. of habits the way i think the way i operate as a human mm -hmm. and then i got really angry because i thought that is so selfish of my father like shame on you because mm -hmm. 
Yes, and look, this is my one-sided, if you've ever had addiction, I don't mean this to offend you, but again, from a younger person's perspective, it's, you're so fucking selfish. You have yeah. a, a wife and a child, go get fucking help, even if it's not for yourself, do it for them, because mm -hmm. what you're doing is affecting another human to the point where, like, you broke them. Mm -hmm. And so I was very, very angry. But again, learning more about the disease, I could empathize. And as an adult, stand back and go, my dad was depressed. My dad dealt with this growing up and this growing up. How did I behave towards him? Well, I ignored him a lot. How mm -hmm. does it feel to be ignored? Okay, we were hurting each other. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the like ability to comprehend that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, anyways, all that to say with the healing and how do you know if you healed, there are certain things that I can look at myself and go, oh my God, you've grown so much since you were a teenager, since you were in college. But then there's other things I'm like, I don't know how to change as far as the fact that like I am super sensitive or I do things, I take things personally that might be my personality mm -hmm. or it could be because I didn't have a home that taught me like confidence, love, I'm mm -hmm. proud of you. Da, 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 da. So those are the things when I ask you as far as like, are you just permanently printed with that? Cause I don't know if therapy could help something like that. If it's, it's an event, it happened. I can disassociate the feeling, but when you react, that's like if someone waves their hand in the air and you do this, that's, and I've done that before. And for those of you who, the, oh, who can't see, she she like put her hand up real quick and then she like to avoid it. Coward. So yeah. as a kid, my dad was loud and he waved his hands a lot. And I remember one time I ducked and he cried because mm -hmm. he's like, I would never hit you. Mm -hmm. But the fear was there. So I say that mm -hmm. to say that is an instinctual, someone's doing, waving their hand in the air and mm -hmm. I'm ducking. It triggers you. Yeah. So that's not something that I feel like you can go to, and you can correct me, but you can go to therapy or read in a book about, okay, how can we unravel Actually you that? can. Mm -hmm. It's like CBT therapy is great for that kind of stuff because CBT is about cognition affecting the behavior. That's what the CV comes from. So it's this idea of... Um, I mean, but I only said that just because it really is about looking at, I have this, you, it works very well for, like, I remember I had a, a client who was, could not get on the interstate because they were totally mm. like, it helps a lot with like phobias and fears and mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. And so, or people scared of flying, CBT therapy is fantastic. It's a different type of therapy. It's not talking about your mommy and daddy issues, which we all have. It's literally saying you go to this therapist and say, I am scared to go to public bathrooms because mm -hmm. I'm so a germaphobe. Mm -hmm. Help me. Or you could say, like, it really, you could say, I'm scared when people gesticulate very loudly or very, it it completely triggers me and I want to run away. Mm -hmm. And they can do, a lot of times, immersion therapy mm -hmm. is that type of therapy. Like, I should probably go for my birds because you know I'm scared <laughs> of birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CBT therapy can be very helpful. For I giggled. Right? You saw me make the gesture of a giggle because at first I thought you said CBD therapy and I was going to be like, oh, but I don't do drugs. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm glad you're correct. <laughs> CB, cognitive behavioral therapy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Or CBD therapy. Yeah. Hey, that could help yeah. you yeah. if you're high as fuck. You don't care what they do. You don't care what they do. By the way, and we talked about this when it comes to like, because I know Ali Kona was just like, hey, you know, substance. Um, I don't, I don't, you don't practice taking different things or whatever. And I was like, sure. And I, I, I understand that also though, some people take, um, CBD supplements or whatever for 
um, concentration or there's different strands. And I didn't know anything about this because it's not my world, but my brother's super intelligent. And like he gets he gets into the science of everything, religion, mm -hmm. anything that there is. He, he gets facts and he's a fascinating teacher. Um, and so that's how I learned about stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's not something to look at like, oh, like this is super bad for you or such a negative thing. It's like some people, it does really help them. And I mean, obviously mm -hmm. you find a professional or whatever. So sure. They, I think, yeah, I think there's it, but... many ways to go about this and there's not one way. Yeah. So if it's you a try fingerprint one... thing that you said. Yeah. If you right. try one way and it's not for you, that's okay. There's another mm -hmm. way out there, especially now with internet and TikTok and all the stuff that <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah. that can use to help. So, yeah. Yeah. And talking and having your friends, your Yay! unpaid therapist. Yes, you know. yes, wrap yes. it up. Yes. You like yes. that? That was a smooth transition, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> uh, but you know, but it's true though. I mean, like talking to your friends and people who've related or not related. I think it makes such a world of a difference. And hopefully, you guys listening and tuning in or watching whatever yeah. um, helps you like be like, oh yeah, me too. Like right? to we're your friends. That. We go through it too, basically. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, uh, Matt. Of course, thank you course, for guesting yeah, yeah. with us. I'm gonna leave you with one more quote. Yes, yes, it was yes. like a cool episode. Inner healing is the art of letting go of past conditioning, creating a new empowering belief system for ourselves, and embracing the unknown of the future with confidence that we're strong and capable, no matter what comes our way. Okay. Boom. Yes, mic drop. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think there's no other better way to end this so thank you thank and you we'll thank you frank thank you to my goal ah! the end okay we're out